Welcome to the Soul Mama podcast, where we have deep and honest conversations about healing, awakening, spirituality, and wellness on this sacred journey of conscious motherhood. We ask how we can walk this path in a way that nourishes, elevates, and heals us and our children. We deserve space and time to slow down and tune in to our hearts, to heal ourselves, and to honor our highest callings. It starts with us. I'm Nahanda Truscott-Reed. I'm a mother, holistic wellness coach, writer, and speaker, and I am passionate about all of the ways we can raise our consciousness and come into more alignment and power as women and mothers. So we can heal the past and make more empowered choices for the future. Our stories and voices matter. It is my intention that these conversations inspire, motivate, and move you on your own Soul Mama journey. I'm so honored that you're here. Welcome back once again. I hope you're well. I hope you're blessed. This week, I am talking to Phoenix Wilde a mother of three, a writer, a content creator, and a world traveler. Phoenix describes her life's mission as creating new paradigms and inspiration through travel experiences and motherhood. She has lived until recently with her husband Antoine and their three children on the Hawaiian island of Kauai, where they have been for the past four years. Her life is filled with unschooling adventures, fresh food, and full immersion in nature. In this first part of our conversation, we speak about what motivated Phoenix to head to Hawaii with two small babies, no plan, and less than $200 in the bank. I am so inspired by Phoenix's attitude and willingness to risk everything for the vision she holds for herself, for her family, and for her life. In these times, it can be so easy to become disconnected from that. But if anything, we need to go even deeper and connect with that vision more strongly. I hope this episode inspires you the way it has me. In this conversation, you will also hear Phoenix's children in the background and in the foreground. And as this is a safe place for mothers and mothers-to-be, I hope you'll embrace the reality that is solo mumming with three under fives as Phoenix was when we recorded this. Big respect to Phoenix for showing up in her unapologetic, imperfect, and fully real and raw self. Enjoy. I am so honored to welcome you, sis, to the podcast. Welcome, Phoenix Wild, to the Soul Mama podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing good. You know, I've been, yeah, been going, 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 but good, good. Grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I just want to dive right in. I had come across you a few years back when I was in a space of really pulling together the vision that I wanted for my life. And I was thinking, I don't see myself living in London. I don't see myself living in a city. I don't see myself raising my children here, but I'm yet to kind of find examples of people who are doing that in a way that struck a chord with me and who happened to also be melanated folk right and then I came across you and your beautiful family living in Kauai and I was like wow like literally 
the way that you seem to be moving through life, mother of three, you, your husband, living wild and free. Speak to me about that transition from where you were before to taking that leap and to moving your family and your life to Hawaii. Yes. So um, I would say initially kind of more the idea to jump was way more on my end. I think Antoine, he has kind of a, he has a secure base with his family in Atlanta and for him, it wasn't as much a priority to, to move. You know, I'm just, I've, I've traveled, you know, in, in my college years, Spain and Europe. And I really am like, it, it's really good for my blood, for my DNA to just like move about. And mm-hmm. my um, dad was in the military as well. So I'm just used to moving. It's, it's, it's w- what I like. So um, after the birth of our son, though, um, I think he also, it clicked for him. Like, ah, this concrete jungle thing is not really the move with a new baby. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we had a beautiful loft in Atlanta. And he was probably like five, six months. And we just were like, let's, let's just go. And so we just literally sold everything. I had a whole store in our space. I got rid of everything. And um, we dropped in on Kauai. I don't know if you've heard of the Wolfing Program, working worldwide on organic farms. Yes, I have. Okay, so that's what brought us here to this island in particular, because um, this island's a garden island. It was the most off-grid, and we were really attracted to just, like, camping and, you know, living, like, low, low, low maintenance. We come to find that's not really what we want to do anymore, but it was nice to drop in and just really, like, release everything and uh, become grounded in into the land here that way so yeah Nakomi was six months we packed up we got here and yeah we've been we've been working hard ever since we got here um and it's definitely paid off we're definitely like a 360 view from where we were like we were doing van life we were living out of this broke down little black I don't even know what kind of car the car was but we were living out of that car when Ayumi was a newborn and Nakomi was just two. Wow. And now to this, where we're, we've have successful businesses that we've started and we're able to not worry about being abundant. And it's just flowing right now. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we stuck it out. Because, yeah, it, it, in truth, is this a daunting thing to just leave everything and just right. do all that. But that's where the true liberation comes from. And what I tell people, like, you just, honestly, you just have to jump. We didn't prepare anything but our minds. And that's all you need. We dropped in with $240. Wow. And, you know, and obviously we ate that up in a week. It's very expensive <laughs> here. You know, it wasn't like it's stretched or we invested or, you know, so it's just, it was the dream. It was the mindset. And ultimately it was our son that inspired us to like, we got to make this work. We, we know we don't want this other lifestyle. And uh, like, I don't have time to put up with living in, in a situation that doesn't fuel me. It's, it's, I become a depressed, angry version of myself. It's very scary. So. 
I hear that. And so just for your health and for the well-being of your family, it felt like you had that motivation to just push through and to stick to your vision and to find a way. I admire that. And I think so many people find that inspiring. I feel like the images that you share of your children just running free, you know, often in different states of undress, just living their best life. Yes. I do put calls on them. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> but to me it just feels literally like liberation it's like the it's what liberation looks like and feels like to me you know and so how did you overcome those challenges in the early years being with two small children and not necessarily having a network of support, not having your family, not having the financial buffer that a lot of people who choose that kind of lifestyle actually have. How did you navigate the challenges to finding yourself in this situation now of more stability and success with your businesses, etc.? Um, through hard work, honestly, um, a lot of sacrifice of me being more alone with the kids. I remember when we were doing van life and I had a newborn little girl and my two-year-old son and Antoine had a good job. He was pulling in like really good money. You know, once you get in the flow with that here, it's not hard to like pull that income, but there's also the challenge of housing here on, on Kauai. It's very like prejudice against not only melanated people, but people with children. Uh, a lot of people here, they don't want to rent to children because they want to rent to people who are in and out vacation rentals. That makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. So they're not really catering to the people who are actually living here. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of sacrifice. Like, I feel pretty spoiled now that Antoine works from home, but it wasn't always that way. He was gone mm-hmm. most of the day and I'm driving around the island in my you know, van and yeah, we were we were homeless here, but it was ultimately we we're homeless on Hawaii. It wasn't like we we're homeless in New York or somewhere else. So it was mm-hmm. that sense of gratitude that kept us happy and being happy in the moments where I could complain were were what got us through to within everything, even now. It's just gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Like I'm like literally so grateful. Like right now it's like it sucks that I'm, you know, I have the three by myself while Antoine is traveling um for the past two weeks but you know i'm i'm by myself in hawaii you know and we have great friends support and food and you know it's just but within all the challenges just the the reminder that you know you're you're still here and that's what pushes through and allows for the abundance to come freely Mm -hmm. you're in a, a state of complaining or in a state of well if we're if I had this or if I had that, because, you know, I, we like to tell people as well, like, it's not like Hawaii fixes anything. You got problems in, you know, in New York or in Atlanta and you come to Hawaii, you think it's going to be fixed. That's, that's not true. Yeah, the, the, the state, the surroundings is more beautiful. It allows you to access those points of gratefulness and happiness, I feel like, easier because for us melanated beings, the sun is activating for us, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't help but to feel, you know, like even this morning, like now it's like beautiful sun shining, but a little bit this morning, it was a little kind of like rainy and gray and we all were kind of feeling just like, Meh. but now the sun is out and like, I feel like completely alive. 
Trust me, I am sitting in autumnal London right now. Like we are layers deep. We have central heating on. Like there is not a part of my being which is not craving some real sunshine and heat right now. Mm. So I mm. am definitely feeling into creating some space like that for us as well. And I think the thing for me, um, my father's from Grenada in the Caribbean and we went back there and spent um, a month, uh, maybe nearly a year ago now. And we just wanted to feel out what kind of island life would be like. And I think, you know, very much like yourself, I've been the kind of dominant driver of that vision where I've been like saying to Mahabi all the way along, like London's not the place for us, right? Like, let's just find another alternative and let's just set up ourselves so that we can earn and live somewhere else and be in this free life. And then the reality of that was very different to <laughs> how it was in my mind. Like there were so many things that we had to navigate that made us realize like, wow, there are so many conveniences, I guess, or things of comfort that city life, Western life has kind of lulled us into a state of security around that the kind of jumping from that felt like actually we're coming from something that we really know to moving into something that we really don't without the support and the network of systems that are currently around us and yeah. and without a kind of model of what that would look like it just felt quite scary and so I think we kind of came back and was like okay we need to be a lot more realistic around what is necessary for that transition to feel easeful so for any yeah. families who are feeling into that kind of move what would you say in with hindsight were some of the things that you would recommend for families looking to relocate but what have been the key things that have supported your transition i think that ultimately remembering that these second guessing things and all of the insecurities are put in place for a reason. They're put in place to block you from jumping. Um, when you wanna jump off of a cliff into beautiful waters, right? It's a little scary when you're up there. You know, it's like, I actually, you know, I don't need this. I don't need this experience, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't, you know, what am I missing out on? I don't know what I'm missing out on. And that's the key because you don't know. So you think that you can just succumb to what you've been doing, you know? Cause it's like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen and maybe it's not gonna be great, but it's like, yes, you do. You know, it's gonna be amazing. You already have that picture painted. You already have the experience of jumping in that water and feeling the, the rush of going deep, deep, deep and popping back up and being like, yo, if I didn't do that, I would be so mad right now, you know? these mindsets, these securities of the Western world. It's put in place to make you fear going back to nature, going back to home. Because it's like, at the end of the day, I don't want to be camping. I don't want to be roughing it like that. Mm -hmm. I like to live in a house, but I like to have access to the nature and the fresh food and the fresh water. You know, so it's like just being really specific about that. If it's scary, you will survive it. It's better than putting up with a life that you're just complaining about, ultimately. Thinking about your motherhood journey, because now you are a mother of three beautiful children who are all still quite young, right? What are their ages? 
So Nakomi is four, Ayumi is two, and Meta is almost nine months. Wow, wow, wow. So how has that been, navigating motherhood away from family in a new place with a new culture? How has that transition been? Yeah, it's it's been really difficult. Um, I think seeing other families that have support from grandparents and seeing how easy it is for them to go on dates or do podcasts or <laughs> <laughs> have, you know, just like just an extra arm basically. And yeah. I unfortunately haven't been able to experience that at all in my motherhood. It's been all on me and mm. the friendship abilities that I've created. Um, and I, I can't complain. I have an excellent support system here with my friends. This is like, Kauai is like baby island. Like, mm. if you come here, there's something in the water. Everybody has, like, <laughs> at least at least two ch- kids. Like, it's, it's crazy. And if you have one, then you have baby fever. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I get pregnant, and my other friends are like, ooh, and they get pregnant, and then I'm like, get away from me. Like, <laughs> back in Boston, you know? So, but, man, there's so many young families here. That's another thing, you know? So I, I definitely, like, postpartum, I, I was so taken care of during my pregnancies, you know, from even, like, the local grocery stores here. Like, they've seen me through my pregnancies. And, mm. yeah, the community is small here. So I'm grateful for that. But, yeah, it's like, you know, those type of things are, 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 are fleeting for us because ultimately – uh, my parents, especially, they don't really understand our lifestyle, and they kind of have the the stiff arm, the straight arm with us, and like you know, they only get so close. Um, I'm actually going to see them for a few days um, next weekend before we um, meet Antoine wow. in Mexico, and I'm really nervous um, because you know it's like. You know, when you leave your parents' home, you you have your own family, you have your own thing. But ultimately, everybody wants, you know, their their parents to accept them, no matter how old you are. And so, I'm going so that they can meet the kids and make it about them and not about me. But yeah, I'm definitely like nervous and shy and excited, and I would love them to be the grandparents that I want them to be. But you know, that's that's their relationship. And I got to, you know, stick to raising them the best way that I can by myself. And I say by myself with Antoine. And uh, we're, 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 we're doing it. We're, I'm, if I was looking at myself in the future from like a younger state, I would be like, yo, you are so cool. Like, this is, this is, this is really cool. You know, so I'm very pleased with the flow of our parenthood, despite um, the lack of support. And yeah, Antoine's parents, they're very supportive, but right. someone should come and visit us here. And it's like, it's crazy because it's like, we're in Hawaii. You would think people would be jumping at the chance. Everyone's so resistant to it. So it's crazy. That sounds as if the vision of the life that you find yourself living hasn't necessarily come from your parents. It feels like you've departed from the paradigm that you were raised with to step out into the reality that you're now creating. So where did that come from? What was your inspiration? What was your motivation? When I went to Spain and other countries and interacted with the children there, just in comparison to like my cousins who like grew up in Tallahassee, Florida and never left and are still there. Or like my brother who just um, 
still lives at home with my parents and like everyone's just so comfortable and like you know I'm, I've been the you know there's always that black sheep of the family and I freaking I'm I'm that one they're just always looking at me like what are you doing like even I'm going we're traveling to Mexico they're like why and it's like stop asking me that like just like accept me you know and i just always wanted my kids to be able to experience that and not to wait until my kids were grown to travel with them like that also was a strange thing um for me to comprehend and i, I don't know honestly i feel like some some parents and maybe it's when they're you have your kids a little older it's like do you do you like your toddlers like you know i don't know like I really enjoy my kids in this phase and I, yeah, it comes with this challenge just to travel, but ultimately like how cute, how fun to like take them on an airplane and have them learn new languages and instead of making it like this blockage, I'm sure when you're like an older parent, it may be a little scary to travel with toddlers. I don't know. It's like an interesting stigma that's placed on traveling with kids and it's like, it's honestly the funnest thing. I'm really looking forward to it, as crazy as it's going to be. Um, <laughs> I think that's the thing, is that you seem to be embracing the chaos as just part of the reality. I think, you know, there are so many, well, especially on Instagram, you know, the versions of motherhood that become really popularized are these very sterile, perfect-looking, you know, my child's wearing this brand, I'm in this place. And it doesn't represent to me any reality with what actually raising toddlers is like. And so the fact that you share so honestly, and also are clearly enjoying and embracing and reveling in the chaos, I think is just beautiful. Yeah, I think Antoine helps me to like, embrace it a lot more as well. I feel like I could be seen I mean we go back and forth you know it's like sometimes you're the serious parent sometimes you're the fun parent but I feel like with the overwhelming moments like tantrums and like, you know really you know emotional experiences I'm like what the heck somebody save me send help and he's just like chill out they're only this age once and he's just like laughing and I'm like what in what in the world but he's he's one of ten wow. in his family so yeah he's like the big bro he's not the oldest but he was like he was the big brother of everybody he like always you know obviously had newborns around and toddlers so he's like desensitized yeah. to it that helps even now i'll call him up and they're just like going off and he's just like it just doesn't it doesn't hit him it's it's so important i'm just hearing you describe that and i'm laughing inside because my husband is like the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> like he grew up as an only child and so his house was really quiet very calm it was just him and his mom you know and now when we have like little kids running around making all the noise that little kids make it's like it actually does something to his nervous system like it actually like throws his he just throws him off and he's literally like i can't take the noise like i don't know how you're doing this but i can't take this right now so i feel like i'm kind of falling into sometimes I guess more of a stereotypical mother role of like, okay, I need to be with the kids to make sure that they're all cool so that daddy could do what he needs to do. And I just think to myself, project that onto a desert island with like no support. Yeah. <laughs> we might need to wait till these kids are a little bit older. Like <laughs> that's literally where I'm at right now. <laughs> There's no phase I feel like kid with, with kids. It's like 
the easiest or easier. Like when there's seven or six, that comes with its own challenges too, because they can talk back at that point. You know, yeah, they're helpful and they can wipe their booties, but then they can start running that mouth. Very and, true. You know, I haven't experienced that, but I know six and seven year olds and <laughs> be like they're like, I just won't stop talking to me. I'm like, I wish that was my problem. You know, but you know, with so this, it's like each phase there's things to complain about, and you know, so it's like I don't know, just waiting, waiting for that perfect phase. It's it's just another one of those blocks that we put that's it's created true. for us to stay out of that wilderness. You know, I wanted to speak a little bit to some of the the content that I've seen share recently, specifically around what you see happening in the world with the responses to COVID-19. You've been quite outspoken with your views. um, And I wondered if you would speak to one, what that experience has been like for you guys over there. And two, how you see this play out in the way that you see and understand the world from your perspective. Trifold question. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I took a break from YouTube after everything kind of went off because I didn't want to be silenced. And YouTube's doing a lot of censoring with, with COVID, even like saying that word. It's like, you know, they can remove right. your video. Or they were doing that at the time it first okay. popped off. So I just removed myself from YouTube and I kind of did the same with Instagram, I feel. And, you know, recently I've been having, you know, it's like, there's not really much point for me to explain that there's other things that are going on and that COVID is not the point. I don't need to even go into anything that could be labeled as a conspiracy or, well, that's your views or whatever, because the facts are there and I don't want to even get into that. But I feel like what's happening now is that everyone's just kind of like jumping off the bridge into the game, jumping off the bridge into killing themselves, jumping off the bridge and not seeing what's happening with the earth and why all of these things are going on, that there's actual planetary shifts that are happening. There's, there's different chemicals in the air. There's different things that are being emitted by the earth that are changing our bodies and elevating us and taking us into this new earth, literally. And the powers that be don't want that to happen. It's something inevitable. They can't stop it. But in their scramble, literally, it's like a scramble for these guys. They're trying to knock out as many of us as they can. And a lot of people are going to be knocked out because a lot of people are being distracted. Like I was describing just the jumping off the bridge. Like you're distracted that much. And it's something before all of this that would have seemed strange to wear a mask in public is suspicious and weird. Unless you're very, very sick, would you wear a mask? And people would stay away from you. You know, it's like, and now it's like that such a thing is normalized and the people want to breathe. Are, are seen as are, are targeted and not complying is very has been very frustrating for me here trying to go into the store and get food for my family and if I don't have my mask going correctly over my nose if I'm not killing mm-hmm. myself you know I'm getting harassed and I haven't experienced 
racial uh, profiling or stereotyping like I have here on this island. Like I've never experienced this in my life. And I would like to say that usually it's because I feel like white people perceive me as, I hate to say it this way, but not a whitewash type of black person, but I'm not like, I'm not like to them like ghetto or something like that, you know? So I've never been like targeted, but here like all black people, like I have a certain stigma to white people, you know? And so I've, it's been very strange for me. This guy followed me down the aisle, told me not to walk away from him, was yelling at me because my mask was mm. here and not over my nose. And um, yeah, I was bullied to the point where I was like, yo, you are singling me out. And I was talking to everybody in the store. I was like, y'all see that he's singling me out. And nobody, nobody wanted to say mm. nothing. You know, as well known as we are in this community, we're the only, we're the only black family in this community. Yes, there are other black people here, but all the other families are interracial couples. It's, it's only us. And I really felt for the first time since I've been here that I really like, like people are not seeing me here. Like I'm really not seen. Yeah. And so I've come to know that even more with COVID. Do you see yourself settling there for long then? No, I, I don't want to be here full time anymore. Ultimately, our goal all the time was to live half of the year in Africa and then half of the year here. And so that is what's happening right now. And we're, we're yeah, we're beginning in Mexico. We want to be there maybe two, three months to pick up some Spanish, have the kids engage in that culture. And then once Africa actually starts to open up, because we're not going to do the COVID brain tickle test, not doing that. So once Africa is opening up, I think Tanzania is supposed to be opening up in a few weeks then we'll be headed straight to Africa. Like it's not a game anymore. And I think, you know, thankfully these things have pushed us over the edge. For us, it was super cozy here on this island, you know, but it's like when shit has hit the fan now, it's like, whoa, actually everybody's masks have been taken right. off. Even though masks are being put on, everybody's true colors are coming out. And it's a good, it's been a good reminder, reminder to us to stay focused on our ultimate dream our ultimate goal is a wake-up call for us to keep going that is where we are going to leave the first part of this conversation if like me you found it easy to fall into the trap of thinking a tropical island in paradise somewhere is going to be the answer to fixing everything i think you'll agree that hearing phoenix's stories that it's not always that simple that traveling as a black family needs extra considerations and awarenesses and also of how this coronavirus is affecting people in different ways in different parts of the world. In part two, I ask Phoenix about her biggest influences. We speak about her opinions of what the new earth actually is and means. And we also go in about the transcendence of birth. It's a good one. I hope to see you back here soon. And until then, stay blessed. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to www.soulmamajourney.com for more resources, including the Soul Mama blog, the show notes to each episode with links and references to everything mentioned, and for more ways to work with me one-to-one. 
make sure you're following me on Instagram at soulmomacoach for more personal shares and updates. And you can email me at nahanda at soulmomajourney.com. I so love to hear from you. Share the love with your friends, family, and anyone who would benefit from listening to this. And if you could take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, wherever you've listened to it, that really helps more people to discover it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Stay blessed.